The Holy Gospel, our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Jesus called the crowd to him, to them, and said to them, Listen, understand, it is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles. Then the disciples approached him and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? He answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind guides of the blind. And if one blind person guides another, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, explain this parable to us. Then he said, are you still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and goes out into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. For out of the heart comes evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defiles a person, but with unwashed hands does not defile. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then a Canaanite woman from the region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came down and knelt before him saying, Lord, help me. He answered, it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, your Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. And this is the gospel of the Lord. In church, we talk about people being holy, about being pure, being clean, being righteous. And when we talk this way, it brings up the question of, well, what makes someone holy? What makes someone pure or impure, clean or unclean, righteous or unrighteous? And those types of questions, they are universal human questions that appear in all kinds of societies and religions. There's always some kind of way to designate who's good and who's bad, who's in, who's out. Now, different religions and different societies disagree about what constitutes what's good and what's bad, but there's always some kind of way to judge between the two. And even within a given society or a given religion, there's always ongoing debate about where exactly that boundary should be between good and evil, between clean and unclean. This is true in Christianity, it's true in American society, it's true in every group of people that there are. 
And we see this kind of thing showing up in Matthew chapter 15, of which we read the middle portion of that chapter this morning. But it's really important to understand that middle portion that we kind of look at where the chapter begins in verse 1. And that chapter begins with some Pharisees and scribes. They come from Jerusalem and they head out to Galilee there to talk with Jesus. And they ask Jesus this question. They say, Jesus, why don't your disciples wash their hands before they eat? Now that sounds like they're trying to be their moms, right? That this is the thing a mom says to somebody, right? Why haven't you washed your hands? But they're not concerned here with hygiene. That's not what they're asking Jesus about. Their concern here is about a religious practice. Maybe before you eat a meal, you might say a prayer, right? That might be part of your religious practice, your religious ritual that you do. They were talking about a ritual hand washing that should happen before a meal. And so at the beginning part of chapter 15, these religious leaders in Jesus, they engage in a debate about what makes a person holy. These people who showed up, they were advocating that the Jewish people should have this ritual washing of hands. This wasn't something that was given to them in the Old Testament law, but this was a practice that arose that some Jews thought that if we engage in this kind of ritual that embodies holiness and embodies purity, that it's going to allow people to engage in those practices that are holy in their lives, that it would change their behavior and lead them into a righteousness. Right? This was the way for someone to become holy. This was part of the overall practices, right? Wash your hands before you eat. Engage in this ritual. Now, the problem occurs, like with so many religious practices and rituals, that it's, it's easy to lose touch with why you were doing something in the first place. Instead of the ritual being a way to connect with God or helping you lead a morally upright life, a holy life, the ritual itself becomes your God. It takes the place of righteousness. The ritual becomes the most important thing that people are to do. Instead of the prayer before, before a meal being a time to thank God and connect with God and be reminded of your relationship with God, it becomes a ritual of saying words where that's the only thing that matters. And this is the point that Jesus begins to try to make with these Pharisees as they debate in the opening verses of chapter 15. Jesus points out to them, he says, look, you're, you're advocating for washing your hands, but you're failing and neglecting to encourage people to honor their father and mother. Right? You're not aware of the damage that you're doing in people's lives because you're encouraging them to not take care of their parents and instead take that money and give it to the temple. For Jesus, this ritual of hand washing had become this holy action for these Jewish leaders, but it wasn't actually leading into righteousness. There's disagreement here between Jesus and these religious authorities. And then that's where our reading from this morning picks up. As Jesus begins to explain a little bit more about his thoughts on this whole hand-washing thing. Jesus begins to compare what goes into someone's mouth and what comes out of someone's mouth. He begins to raise this question about which one of these actions matters for purity and holiness. And Jesus wants to say that what you eat and how you eat is not going to determine whether you are a holy person. Jesus says what matters is what a person says what comes out of the mouth. Because what comes out of the mouth, that reveals a person's heart. 
if there are murderous and deceitful thoughts there, you find that out by what a person says and does, not whether or not their hands are clean. This is Jesus' response to their question about hand washing. Jesus agrees with them that he too is concerned about purity and cleanliness and holiness, but he disagrees that the fact that, that hand washing is what creates those things. Jesus would rather have disciples with dirty hands that live virtuous lives honoring their parents than to have disciples with clean hands who do not honor their parents. In our own lives today, we need to be mindful that we can easily spend too much time and energy on ritual actions and fail to be concerned with what is happening in our hearts and how that affects the way we live and treat others. Maybe it's okay to not engage in ritual hand-washing before a meal. Maybe it's okay to be at church and not to stand or kneel at the right time. Those things are not what make a person holy or unholy. If our adherence to ritual practices causes us to lose attention on God or lose concern for our neighbor, then we have completely missed the point and the purpose of our rituals. We need to examine our lives and make sure that we are not elevating our practices above loving God and loving our neighbor. In many ways, Matthew drives home this point by sharing the next story that shows up in our reading. As Jesus gets done with this conversation, he leaves the town there and he goes to the next two towns. And there, a Canaanite woman approaches him, yelling for help to Jesus. Her daughter is tormented by a demon. She wants some help. And Jesus and the disciples, they talk, and, and the disciples want Jesus to send this woman away because it's rather annoying to have someone following after you, screaming at you and hollering at you and asking for help and again and again. And Jesus states his mission, his purpose. He says he has come for the lost sheep of Israel. He's there to restore Israel, to call the people of Israel back to God, to help them to get refocused on the things that truly matter, to deal with issues like where people are making a fuss about hand-washing and ignoring things like taking care of your parents. This woman continues to press forward. And kneeling down, she asks for help again. And Jesus reiterates to her, what I have to offer is for the people of Israel, for the children. And Jesus says, that's what I need to do. And he raises this point, like, who takes food that you would intend for your children and give it to the dogs? And this woman has a nice retort and reminds Jesus that even the dogs get the crumbs that fall from the table, that they too still get to enjoy the feast. And Jesus, impressed with this statement of faith, heals her daughter. This woman knew that she only needed a little bit of Jesus to have healing for her daughter. So here in the story, we have a non-Jewish woman someone who is not even part of the conversation of holiness that takes place at the beginning of chapter 15. The hand-washing deal was an internal discussion about holiness among Jewish people. It didn't apply to anybody else. And this woman had no way to even gain entrance into that conversation. 
And yet what comes out of her mouth are faithful words. Words that express her belief in Jesus to help her and her daughter. What did Jesus say really matters? Jesus said, what comes out of your mouth is what matters. That's the important thing. This Canaanite woman grasped what the religious authorities could not grasp. She was annoying, she was yelling, she was desperate. The disciples wanted to send her away. But Jesus doesn't send her away because he recognizes this woman is doing what he wants the people of Israel to do. To recognize him as the Savior and to call to him for help. Matthew, in telling these stories together, is trying to show here that there's a non-Jew doing the Jewish thing. She practices holiness by coming to Jesus and asking for help. It's what comes out of your mouth that determines whether you are holy or not. This woman asked for crumbs. She asked for a small piece of Jesus so that she might know salvation for herself and her daughter. As Jesus continued on in his ministry, he ultimately gave himself for the sake of the world on the cross. His body was broken and shredded so that the crumbs that come from him might be available to all people. So that all people might be holy people, pure people, clean people, people in right relationship with God. So this morning, give thanks for what Jesus has done for you what Jesus has given to you so that you might be a holy person. And remember that in the course of your religious rituals, don't let those rituals become more important than your relationship with God or your relationship with your neighbor.